0: hallelujah. she look to the Lord and pray. I was thinking about you in the morning, Mahender. I was thinking about you in the morning. I was saying, Lord, Mahender should understand what I speak this morning. <laughs> no kidding. Okay. So even pastor also moved you to the front. So in the mouth of two witnesses, everything gets established. Hallelujah. <laughs> Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for this morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're a good God. Your mercy endures forever. Lord, we just want to thank you for every opportunity that you've given to us, especially this Sunday morning, even as we are here in your presence. Lord, let you find here in our place this morning people who will tremble at your word. Father, because you said, unto this one I will look. A man who is God, a humble and a contrite spirit and a man who trembles at your word. And therefore this morning I pray, Lord, that you would, Father, anoint each and every one of O oh Lord, and even as the word brings comes forth, O oh Lord, let it not be my words; let it be Your words, O oh Lord. Some things which You taught us over the years, nothing new. But I pray, Lord, the anointing of the Holy Spirit would rest upon it. And Lord, I pray, Lord, it would make every word relevant to every situation that we are going through, and every one, O oh Lord Jesus, Lord, that You are able to do it. And therefore, we surrender ourselves, myself, even as I speak, in all of us, even as we hear, hear, hear in this in this congregation here this morning, and all those who are joined. together Online, I pray, Lord, you would anoint every one of us, O oh Lord Jesus, the anointing will teach us all things, O oh Lord, and will lead us to all truth, and therefore by faith, we come to you, we surrender ourselves to your hands, speak to us, empower us, and Lord, uh, Father, uh, Lord, just do your work in our hearts, o oh Lord, let your work word do your work in our lives, O oh Lord Jesus, thank you, we praise you, we worship you in Jesus name, Amen, amen, Christian life is a radically new life, a complete, completely new life. That's exactly what we've looked at uh, last Sunday. We looked at the cross. What does a cross do? What does a cross do? It brings to end the first man. The first man, the the old Adam is brought to end, and a new man who is created in Christ Jesus, he is asked to live by faith. And therefore, there's a powerful statement in um, in First uh, Second Corinthians chapter five. This is what it says: Therefore, if anyone, if anyone, okay, this is very important. Okay, this this thing, anyone, 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 anyone is in Christ. You know, this. We look at this verse every time I look at this verse, I'm I'm, I'm amazed. It's so simple, but it's so so powerful. He says, "If anyone." Is in Christ. He is a new creation. Completely. Totally. And look at what it says. Old things have completely passed away. Completely. Okay. We have to believe that. Okay. We look at our own lives and we say. You know what. Sometimes I feel that the old things are still not passed away. But we have to believe. This is our reality. Our reality is that the old has completely passed away. And not few things. All things. Every aspect of our life has been changed. When? When we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we believed when the seed, when we were born again of the Holy Spirit and that seed of the Word of God was, was planted into our lives and the new birth came into life. The new birth which is Spirit, which came into life. That, that life is in, it's indestructible. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will not pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, and therefore, he who is born of the word of God, truly, genuinely, who is living in that reality of new birth, will not pass away. All things, all things have become new. Radical statement, radical statement. And therefore, we need to understand what are the constituent elements of this new birth. What does this new birth consist of? And we all need to have this new birth. Like Pastor keeps on telling, you know, there could be some people here in this congregation. I don't know, or maybe for people who are listening online, maybe you're still not born again. Let us see what it means to be born again. Look at what it says. Um, Peter describes the sevenfold, if you will, the sevenfold elements and the dimensions of the new birth. How does this new birth look like? Look at what it says in First Peter chapter two. Verse 9 onwards, let's read it, very powerful verses, we know very familiar verses, but let's read it, to, read it once again. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him, or other translations will use the word excellencies of him, who has brought you of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now God's people, who had not obtained mercy, but now have mercy. Therefore, he talks about seven dimensions of a person who is born again, whose new birth. Look at what it says. Let us enumerate the, those uh, those uh, constituent elements. Very familiar. Let us see. The first thing it says that you are a chosen generation. What are you? A chosen generation. Second, he says he's a royal priesthood. Other translation will, will use the word a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So you are what? Kings. Okay. And then the third thing is that you are priests. And the fourth thing that you are his own special people. That's the fourth aspect. And the fifth aspect that you are now a holy nation, a holy nation. The fifth aspect. Sixth aspect is that once you were not a people, but now what are you? You're God's people. There are only two categories of people, not my people, God's people. Very clear very clear distinction. And the seventh aspect he says is that you never obtained mercy, but now you've truly obtained mercy. Can you see it? Okay, let me just uh, shift this also so that you will be able to see the screen. Yeah. So chosen generation, royal priesthood, Sorry. So kings, priests, his own special people, holy nation, once not a people, but now God's people. Once we have obtained, uh, never obtained mercy, but now we have people who are under the mercy of God. We were not under the mercy of God initially, but now we have, in other words, we were under the wrath of God. Now what has happened? Now we have come under the mercy of God. We were a people who were subject. We were being given over to the wrath of God. That is the reason why it says in Psalm 7, it says... God is express expressing His anger against sinners every day, every day. Okay, so if you know the, the famous uh, 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 famous sermon by uh, John Jonathan Edwards, he says, "Singers sinners in the hands of an angry God." He's, that that sermon actually uh, started the revival in New England. New England started, the the revival in New England started with that, that sermon, sinners in the hands of an angry God and after that people were, were convicted and there was a revival. And you know what? Those days you were not allowed to vote unless and until you were a born again believer. Unfortunately now everything has changed. Alright? So, you are a chosen generation, kingdom of priests, and his own special people holy nation not a people of god but now god's people not have a, now we were under the wrath of god but now we have pe- we are people who are under the mercy of god so this morning we have look at three important aspects okay we don't we, won't, we don't have the time to look into all of them but three important aspects which i believe will kind of um, uh, ensure that all the others are also uh, kind of looked at so first thing, you are a chosen generation. The second thing we look at is the, the fact that we are kings. And the third thing we look at uh, is the fact that we are priests. Of course, we will change the order. We will look at priests first and then kings later. Because he says you are a kingdom of priests. So in that kingdom, what are we? Priests first. Kings next. Okay, so that is the order. We will look at that order as well. The first Aspect therefore that we are a what generation? A chosen generation. It's a very interesting word in Greek which means that you have a new genome. You new DNA inside of you. New DNA. Completely new DNA, spiritual DNA of course, we have been given a new spiritual DNA, not the Adamic DNA, not that DNA where we once were uh, walking according to the lusts of our flesh and of our mind. The spirit which was working in us was a spirit of disobedience, but under the prince of the power of the air and we were objects of God's wrath. No, that is not the DNA that was that is now flowing in, 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 inside of us. It is the new DNA, new generation altogether. From being brood of vipers, we have become what God's children, new, new creation. That is the reason the fundamental, the most important thing for all of us to settle this question. John's Gospel chapter three. Jesus answered and said unto Nicodemus, "What did he say? Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born from above." He cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot. You see, whenever I look at this verse, I get super excited. And because I can proclaim it with without, without any uh, inhibitions, because it is not my word. It is God's word. And he says, it is most assuredly. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Hmm? Verily, verily, I say unto you, unless a man is born from above, born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So if you want to become a kingdom of priests, first of all, you have to enter into the kingdom of God. In order to enter into the kingdom of God, first first of all, you should be able to what? See and perceive and understand what the kingdom of God is, right? And then it goes on to say, John's Gospel chapter 3 verse 4, Nicodemus said said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Okay. Okay. Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of the water. You see, he never says, Nicodemus, you misunderstood the scripture. You know, we we like, we are people who like, he want explanations before we obey. Why should I? You know Paul, in the first if you read the epistle to I mean sorry, the epistle to the Romans, eleven chapters he's expounding the doctrine like crazy election uh, predestination, oh my goodness, explaining the gospel, what is spiritual man, et etc et etc, and finally, after explaining the the, the the mystery of Israel, he says, "Oh, the depths of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his ways and his paths." Uh, sorry, unsearch- unsearchable are his paths and his ways past finding out. You know what happens? He just goes into worship. He says, I'm sorry, if you want to, want me to explain, I've explained enough, but now I can, one, only thing I can do is worship. And one man of God says, theology has to lead to doxology, otherwise it's only theory. Okay.
1: okay.
0: Jesus answered, most assuredly I said to you, unless one is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You cannot. The spirit of God and the word of God, both, the water uh, signifies obviously here, the word of God and the spirit of God, they have to come together and the new birth has to take place. Unless and until this has happened, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It's a categorical statement, right? Because we were all born in sin, birthed in, I mean, birthed in sin, shaped in inequity, in sin, our mother conceived us. That is the reason why we have this old Sanskrit, uh, sloka. Papakarmoham. That means, my thoughts are full of papam. Sinful thoughts. Papakarmoham, because I have thoughts which are full of sin. What comes out are works of sin. Papatma, Papa Because I have a I have a I have an attitude or a nature which is sinful, therefore what will come out of what come out of it is only sin. Trahimam Krupayadeva Sharnagat Vat Salanyada Sharam Nasti Eva Sharamamah. Meaning, oh Lord, I do not know what to do. This is the Brahmin. <laughs> <laughs> who's praying to his God every day? <laughs> he's, he's saying, Saradam nasti meaning I have gone everywhere. I have come to your feet, and you, you are the only person who can save me. Nothing else can save me. Lord, give me new birth. That is the reason why the Brahmin has to be a person who is born again. That is what we call as Upanayanam. Hmm? Upanayanam means meaning what? He has to put his jyantam, and finally now he is of Brahman. There is there in our own." Uh, us, we have this concept of a new birth because we know if you have examined your life the empirical data that is available to us because now we are all data scientists artificial intelligence experts the problem is our intelligence is very artificial (laughs) we don't have real intelligence to see the empirical data and the mess that we have made in our life and to come to the conclusion that I am a sinner I I need a savior so he says, Jesus most assuredly, is, unless one is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom. He cannot. It's impossible. And then of course, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel, I say to you. And he says, you must. Must. No choice. No, no plan B. You must be. Born. Okay. Now Nicodemus by this time is totally gone. <laughs> I mean, he's like t- totally disoriented and he's like reeling like a drunken man, no? And then the indictment to Nicodemus. You know what the Nicod- in, uh, indictment to Nicodemus is? Look at what it says. Jo- Jesus, you know, he doesn't mince words, especially with Pharisees. He just goes all out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and he says, let us forget about the discussion, okay? Nicodemus, I know your problem, Baba. Jesus answered and said to him,
1: Are you a teacher in Israel? Don't you know the very fact that you have to be born again? You see. In other
0: words, have you read your scripture? Have you read your scriptures? That is the reason why he tells he tells the people he says, You err because you do not know the scriptures, nor you know the power of God. That is the reason why we, we, we were, we've been, uh, studying about the fact that, you know, scripture cannot be broken. Scriptures cannot be broken. Okay. And who does scripture signify? Or rather, portray the person of Jesus Christ. And every place in scripture, it doesn't matter which book you read, you have to find Christ and you will find Christ. Otherwise, it is not the book of the Bible. Every page of scripture is Breathing and screaming out the gospel. Right? And he says, don't you know you're a teacher? You're a teacher in Israel. Don't you know the very fact that you're to be born again, that you cannot be saved because of your religion and of your tradition and of your good works and all the categories and the trappings that you have of religion. We call this this season now we are going to call what is it? Advent season. Oh boy, I can't stand that side of the voice. What is that
1: song? Mariamma, Mariamma. You see?
0: You see? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Bala oh, Balayesu Bala Yesu Bala Yesu What Bala Yesu Baba? What Bala Yesu Right from that, that, from 25 years on, it's only Bala only. That issue has not grown. Child, infant Jesus. They make infant infant Jesus reign. Actually, there are several Protestants with infant Jesus. Now, that is the reason why the old hymns are powerful, right? No more let sin and sorrows grow. Nor thorns infest the ground. He has come to make his blessings flow. Far as the curse is found. Far as the curse is found. Wailed in flesh. The Godhead see. Do you see? <laughs> Hail the incarnate deity. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark, the herald angels sing. Glory to. Are you a teacher? And you don't know? Because we have tradition, my dear brothers. And so many believers trapped in tradition. That's a problem. I'm telling you, this is honestly, I've seen it in my own life. Several... Examples before me, who just come on Sunday on, 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 a, on a good Friday and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a Christmas and a new year and not too not for watch night service, they're doing something else during watch night. Hmm? See? Are you the teacher and you don't know these things? Understand this. And then, so, in other words, he's saying, have you read scripture? Have you read scripture that unless and until you're born again from above, unless and until God implants his DNA inside of your heart, you cannot have new births. That you are actually, you're you're going on the way to, you're on the way to hell, notwithstanding the fact that you have so much of good works, so to speak. But your good works, your righteous deeds are like what tracks." Filthy rags and they're all fading away. What are they? <laughs> they're fading away like a what? Like a leaf. One man of God made a very interesting statement once Adam fell, what a privilege he had running around plucking fruit. That's what he had to do, right? Now what is he doing? Running around plucking leaves. And stitching a cloth to cover his nakedness. And by the time by the by the time it is evening, the leaves fade away. <laughs> What has happened? God comes in the cool of the day and what has happened? His leaves have faded away now. What is he doing? He's hiding. My dear brothers and sisters, we need to understand tradition will not save us. Christmas as a tradition will not save us. Because today is Advent apparently. I didn't know that. I got an SMS in the morning. Happy Advent. Boy. That is the reason why we are people, you know, still under the old covenant. What do we, what do we, what do we uh, celebrate days? What are that days? Christmas Day, New Year's Day, Friendship Day, Mother's Day. Rest of the rest of the days of the year, curse your mother, then Father's Day, curse your father, rebel against your father, then what else day? Pastors' Day. (laughs) There is Pastors' Day also. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: Understand? What are we? We are still people trapped under the elementary principles and the rudiments of this world. What do we need? We need new births. New births, my dear brothers. And what is the basis of the new birth? What is the basis of the new birth? Last time you heard. What is that? It is a cross. What is that? Cross, 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 cross. And therefore Jesus is explaining this entire episode to uh, to Nicodemus and he is saying, have you read your scriptures? Nicodemus? Okay, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example, he's saying. You know, what is the basis of this humor? John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 14. He says, and as Moses, what did he do? He lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So also should the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes in me will have what life? Eternal life. Eternal life. You see? So what is he doing? Okay. Nicodemus, you studied, no? Numbers, you memorized well some Numbers. Okay. You memorize, memorize, memorize numbers. You wrote the Torah. You know everything very well. You got a PhD. Now you're also uh, uh, the, the head of the Sanhedrin, one of the seventy elders who are supposed to make the loss of the land. Let me see. Let us let us do a surprise quiz. Moses, bronze serpent. What do you think about it? You see, that is the reason why we need Revelation. What do we need? No revelation. A lot of people are saying no, no, no revelation needed anymore. How to pity them? They have several forums, wrong theology, right theology, etc. I mean, <laughs> nothing against them. That whoever believes in why it says in th- verse, th- verse sixteen, we know this verse very well. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whoever believes in Him. Should not perish, but have what life? Everlasting life. So he's saying, what is the basis of this new birth? The basis of this new birth is that as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the wilderness, so also the son of man should be lifted up. So that whoever sees the son of man will just like those people, when they looked at the bronze serpent, how they were saved, you also can be saved that way. Because all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Okay. God breathed. <clears throat> look at what it says in Numbers chapter 21. Look at, look at that passage. Very interesting passage, right? Let us read that passage together and understand how this new birth comes about. Why do we need a savior? <clears throat> Numbers chapter 21, <clears throat> verse 4 onwards. Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged. Exceedingly discouraged. All the more discouraged. The word is very interesting. All the more discouraged. In other words, it's a superlative. In the Hebrew it is discouraged, discouraged. (laughs) Whenever you see the word very, (laughs) put a double superlative. Hmm? On the way. And the people spoke against God and and against Moses. Why have you brought brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there there is no food and no water and our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and many of the people, died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And then it says, then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent, set it on a pole, that, and it shall be that everyone who sits on that who shall, uh, so, so Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. So it was if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. So this is the episode in the Old Testament. So we know how do we expound it? First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come <laughs> the culmination of ages has come and therefore we have to be very sure that we are indeed truly born again okay first corinthians chapter 15 how did jesus die according to scriptures. First, First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 3. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to scriptures and that he appeared to care first and then to twelve. This is it. Christ died according to scriptures. So he's telling Nicodemus, you read the scriptures, they should, therefore you should have looked at Numbers chapter 21 and you should have known that Numbers chapter 21 is talking about me. So let us look at what it says to us. First, it says, they grew greatly discouraged. Second, they said, they spoke against God and against Moses. Third, they said, why did you bring us out of Egypt? No food, no water. Our soul loathes this worthless bread. In response, what did God do? God sent fiery serpents. What did they do? They kept quiet. Oh, yeah, no, no. They beat them. Okay, very nice. And then what happened as a result? Many died. Simple. This is the algorithm. Okay. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, step six. For i is equal to one to all humanity, from Adam to all humanity. <laughs> if you are a computer programmer, you know what I'm talking about. Full automation doesn't Okay. All software engineers know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, they grew greatly discouraged. They spoke against God and against Moses. They said, why did you bring us out of Egypt? We hate this worthless bread. No food, no water. Is it true? No food kya? They ate what, what food? Angel's food, Baba. Can you imagine angel's food? And it says that manna was like wafers in your mouth. How many of you feel like wafers, silky wafers? Hey, come on, we, how many of you like wafers? Come on, honestly. Yeah, see, you have a cook also here in our midst, okay, who loves to make wafers. <laughs> you see, I love wafers too. Kit Kat and uh, Munch is my favorite. <laughs> and what were they given? They were given angels food, it was like wafers, and it used to melt in their mouths. Okay, they were not satisfied, they said they grinded and did all kinds of stuff to it, but it's okay. It was great food, and what about water? There was a rock which was falling. Can you imagine wherever they go, the rock is coming? Imagine a rock which had to, f- what? Fill the desert and quench
1: the thirst of at least six million people? What kind of a rock was that? Some rock, absolutely. Some rock. You
0: see, God has given us blessings, so that we understand, and our heart skips a beat, and saying, "Lord, why did you bless me so much?" We have to ask that question. Instead, what did they do? What did they do? Complain against whom? God and against Moses. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. God sent fiery serpents. They didn't keep quiet. Hmm? Serpents don't keep quiet. Okay, they bite you. And then what happened as a result? Many died. So we need to ask this question. What do you mean by being greatly discouraged? You know what it means? Actually, the Hebrew word is very interesting. It means that they reaped a harvest. That's what it means. The first thing, they reaped a harvest. What
1: harvest did they reap?
0: What, what harvest are you reaping this morning? I was, I was talking to, I was speaking to God in the morning. I said, promise Lord, you promised us. This year that you will expand our territory. Really? Did I really expand in my life? Did I really grow in my devotion to you, towards you? Did I go, grow in my service to my brothers and sisters? Did I really, Lord? Did I expand my own self? Did, did I make my home more inviting to other people? I was asking myself, honestly. Was a self-analysis? Check. And was getting convicted because the word was cutting me. Cut, 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 cut. cut. Okay promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, but the promises are only going to be effectively working on those people who believe. Did we believe? And if we, if we believe, did we act upon it? So what is the harvest that you're reaping? What is this incredible harvest? You know what the harvest they were reaping? They were reaping the harvest of their words. Die, 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 die. That's all they had. They
1: could speak. Owing words. Of unbelief, and what are you being? A harvest now. Harvest of what?
0: What is it? How many of you are discouraged this morning in the house of the Lord? I don't. I'm not. I not i do not want to ask you this question. Raise your hands. No, ask yourself. Ask yourself. Are you really raring to go? <laughs> do you love God? You know, yesterday I was uh, listening to this interview of, of this guy. It was a 65-year-old journalist who was covering a sports event. And this guy asked him, how come you're so passionate about your job? When you're 65 years old, you could just retire and take it easy. You know what that guy said? You know, stress comes when we don't, when we do the things we don't like to do. And never stressed, he said. Why? Because I love my job. And I I said, I I just hung my head in shame and I said, how many of us believers are like that? Stress, 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 stress. What is the number one problem for all of you? What is the number of problems of students? Stress. I am what stress? Eating three times a day, full stress, I know. Stress. Exam stress. Covid stress. Stress, 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 discouraged. You know one of the things is that sad, sad state of affairs is that churches are full of discouraged people. Unfortunate that is. Unfortunate.
1: And they are reaping a harvest of discouragement. Understand this. Because there is an inexorable law in the universe. What is that? As you sow,
0: so will you reap. And according to the seed, so will be the crop. simple. You don't have to go to a science class to understand this. Look at what it says in Job's, chapter, Job's Gospel. Chapter 4, verse 8. Everything is a gospel, okay? Uh Even as I have seen they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness, what do they reap? Same?
1: What have you been sowing? 11 months are over. What have you been sowing? Are you discouraged?
0: Hmm? Proverbs chapter 22, verse 8. Look at what it says. He that sows iniquity shall reap vanity emptiness <laughs> that's exactly what had happened mr solomon we'll come to that later on what do you think solomon had a six pack or a fat belly ah we'll come to that okay let okay that's a revelation for you it's coming <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a teaser for you <laughs> okay six pack or a or, or a fat belly what do you think david had six pack or a fat belly ah six pack very good thank you we'll come to that we'll come to that I'm gonna to prove to you that he didn't have a six-pack from scripture, okay? <laughs> Man, we have to speak against our belly, you know. Look at this fellow. <laughs> Abomination. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 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 he that sows iniquity shall reap vanity. You see when you have a fat belly, something is wrong. You're losing your edge. What are you doing? What are you losing? Edge. Obviously, it is becoming round. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> the geometry is changing. The contours are becoming instead of being sharp, it is becoming what? Round. That's what my dad used to say. We say chubbi chicks. Chabbi chicks is not a endearing statement. No.
1: <laughs>
0: Full of sarcasm. And that was telugu sarcasm. Hmm? <laughs> I understand this. Okay. They were reaping this harvest. What were you doing all this time in the wilderness? What were you doing? Sowing beautiful words. What are the words? Complain and murmur. It's one of the
1: most tragic things when believers are complaining and murmuring. Hmm?
0: And what do they do? The age old, what do you say, what do you call as... <laughs> uh panacea for the problem of the flesh blame others what do you do if you don't find anybody blame god not yourself no 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 not who said yourself baba <laughs> not very not many people blame themselves very few are there like that so what do they do naturally hmm? they spoke against god and against moses they spoke against God and against Moses. So what happened? Immediately the pointing of finger starts. Now you're reaping a harvest of iniquity. You're reaping vanity. What has happened now? Who is? Because you're, it's traumatic for you. You don't want to take personal responsibility for your, for your situation. So what do you do? You're very good at coordinate science. You know what is mutually orthogonal coordinates. Hmm? You gave me. Who's that? Madam adam hm responses madam <laughs> adam says not my problem look my no hands madam hmm. you know that right the guy was learning a cycle he said mama 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 without his hand without the hand uh, without holding the handle is cycling his bike mama 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 mera pair not afterwards he fell mera is <laughs> My teeth are also gone. <laughs> you see? Look, man, no hands. What has happened? Where is your teeth? Look at what he says in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 9. Then you shall call and the Lord, you shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, and what is a yoke? The biggest yoke is a pointing of finger. You know, what is a yoke upon people? Because they don't take responsibility for their actions. God says, okay, hold, let the yoke before the uh, yoke of sin be there in your life for some more time. Some more time you need to feel the yoke. (laughs) You you know, you ought to take this yoke and put it on somebody. No, you. You bear it. Till you bear personal responsibility for your problems. Why are you in this situation? My father and mother. Isn't it interesting? You know what it says? The people who lost 40 years of their life, who's the people who lost 40 40 years of their lives? The generation which was supposed to inherit the promised land. They lost 40 years of their life for because of whom did they lose? Because of the disobedience of their parents. And what did God say? If you do not honor your father and mother, cursed. No pointing of fingers. They spoke against God and they spoke against Moses. Isn't it interesting? A lot of people do that. Pastor says, don't marry this person. Please tarry, don't marry. This is not for you. What will they do? After they marry, they get into problem. Because it's an inexorable law. What do you say? You will read. I will change her. I will change him. I will do evangelization. I will do love jihad.
1: Love jihad doesn't work. You know that, right? Hmm? I'll do that. And they get into trouble. And what do they do? A pastor said, why did he not stop me?
0: God should have made me meet with an accident. Hello?
1: What has happened to you? I mean, you should see the ridiculous reasons people give. They will never have the integrity to
0: say, you know what? It was because of me. I'm in this mess. And whom did they speak
1: against? God. Mara! Don't call me Pleasant. Who went? You went. Hmm? You went.
0: You lost. You came back because God visited because there was bread in Bethlehem. Now what are you saying? You made this problem for me. Don't call me Mara. Sorry. Now you're me. Call me Mara. It's your problem. You see, this is the age-old problem of everybody. People do not take responsibility for their own actions. That is the biggest yoke. That is the reason why, you know what, but David says, as long as I did not confess my sins, what has happened to you? My, Your hand was heavy against me and the bones, my, whatever was tra- turned into the draught, or, draught of summer, Selah. My bones were crushed. I felt your hand heavy upon me. And then I said something. <laughs> Lord, I will confess you to, to you my sin and my iniquity I will not hide from you. What did I do? I confessed my sin. I did not hide my iniquity and you forgave the sin of my iniquity. Sorry, iniquity of my sin. Psalm 32. See, that's the second thing. So, Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, as I told you. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden with their leaves. And what happens? The moment God comes, all your leaves <laughs> fade away. <laughs> then the Lord called, called to Adam and said, where are you? Where are you? Will you take responsibility? No. Verse 12. The man said, the woman, you gave. You are the problem to all this mess. So the second, first thing, what did they do? They reaped vanity, sorry, iniquity and, uh, sorry, sowed uh, iniquity and reaped vanity. Second, when they had this problem, they spoke against God and against Moses. Third one, you know what they did? They said, this worthless bread, why did you bring out of Egypt? They confessed their love for Egypt and their hatred for spiritual things. What did they do? They loved the world and they hated the spirit. That is the reason why 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 will say, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are what? Spiritually designed,
1: They are foolishness to him. Foolishness. Is the word of God foolishness to you? The manna of the word of God, is it foolishness? Or is it the wisdom of God? Did you hear last Sunday's message? About the cross? Hmm? They
0: loved the word. And they hated the spirit. This worthless bread. Romans chapter 8 will say this. For those who live according to the flesh. Set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit. The things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. What is it? All the time. Your mind in Egypt. You have still not come out of Egypt. You love it. You love Egypt. So what had happened? You break the fence. What will happen to you? The serpent, serpent will bite you. God sent what, what serpents? Fiery serpents. Immediately, he who has the son has life. He who does not have the son does not have life, but the wrath of God abides on him. You know what it says? God sent what serpents? Fiery serpents. Look at what it says in Romans chapter 1 verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Because they suppress the truth of God in unrighteousness. Because that which is known of God is made manifest to them. Because God has shown unto them. They were bitten by the serpents. And what did the serpents do? God sent this. They came under the wrath of God. And what do the serpents do? They bite. They bite. The serpents bit the
1: people. They didn't keep quiet. You know what the word bite means? You know that, right? You know what the word bite means? Interest. <laughs> That's exactly what the word bite means.
0: You know what interest is, right? How many of you have credit cards? I mean, honest, no. Come on. Okay. Let us see how many of you use your credit cards. Well, so she'll be show me your hand. Okay. Very, very few people. Okay. You see <laughs> how many of you would pay for your credit cards, interest, dread the credit card interest. You know what happens, right? I remember some, some years back, I, th- I think six or seven years back, I had a credit card from SBI and that fellow comes and persuades, you know, he sits on your head, makes your life miserable. Oh, I said, okay, Baba, give it. Okay. And then I took it. Okay. And then after a while I was not very comfortable with the credit card, you know what I did? I used it for a while, I wanted to close it down. I closed it. I cut the credit card, tore it, paid off my credit card bills, over. I didn't know that it had what we call as an annual fee. What fee? Huh? Annual fee. 500 rupees annual fee. I mean, I thought, because that fellow when he comes, sir, annual fee over, sir, if you put, the, if you spend this much, what will happen? You know what will happen? Annual fee is waived off. But... Do you read the fine print? You have to spend so much within so much time. All right, come on. Why Why will you need 25,000 rupees to spend? You don't need to do that. So I didn't use it. So I thought, okay, fine. I paid off my bills. They will honor me with my waving off the uh, the annual debt. i oh, mean, sorry, the annual fee. They did not. And I'm getting message after message, credit card due, credit card due, 200 rupees. I mean, started with 500. I said, I ignored it. What nonsense is this fellow? And this is not from somebody, I mean, it's it's not that I'm moving the company anymore. It's just it's kept on, this is from the credit bureau apparently. There's some independent credit bureau body. 500 rupees increased to 1000 rupees. 1000 rupees increased to 1500 rupees. 1500 rupees increased to 2500 It kept on increasing, increasing, increasing. And I'm like, how in the world? And one day that phone number came and I called him and said, what is this? I've already paid off my entire bills. Why are you doing this to me? I said, I'm not going to pay. You know what he says? Sir, the interest will increase whether you like it or not. And this is after three or four years. I've been getting SMSs every... I said, I think this is something wrong with this fellow. Neglected, 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 neglected. And at 3,500, one day I said, Oh, no man, anything? Except the debt of love. And I said, okay, fine. It was my mistake, maybe. They don't care. I had to pay, I had to pay. And you know what, 3,500 rupees for me, it's like a huge money. I don't know about you. Yeah, it cuts. (laughs) It just went. Just like that for nothing. So you know what the bite of the serpent is, it's like that.
1: And what is happening, it is like the poison in your veins now. And no matter what you do,
0: it will never satisfy you. Whatever you try to do to find the panacea, anti-venom doesn't work. I remember Dr. Richard telling me sometime back, there was this guy who went into the into bushes. I remember, oh, you heard that story. Okay, He went into the bushes to relieve himself like Saul. Okay, I don't know, for whatever reason. And after a while, he came back home and something was itching him here. And after a while, his winter body started swelling and he turned blue. They went to the emergency and they said, what is happening? And then this man, of course, is an emergency doctor, look very sharp, very brilliant. And say, this is a serpent bite because he studies his Bible. No, he knows very well. Okay. <laughs> 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 so this is a serpent bite. He said, serpent bite. He didn't even know. That's exactly what happens. You know what happens so many times you commit sin, you don't even know the consequences. It's already come. It's come entered into your venom. It has, it has caused your soul to swell. You don't
1: even realize it now. Anti-venom doesn't work. There is no antivenom for the serpents of God
0: that God sent into your life. There's no anti-venom. Human anti-venom. Let me give you one of the way serpent enters into your system. Hmm? Okay? One one way. One way is that if you car, cross the boundaries that God has drawn, serpent will bite for sure. Okay? Got it? Young people? Manishilayo? Avu compra. After that I don't know. Okay? Samajmehaya? <laughs> young people, young people, if you cross the boundaries that God has... Put for you by default. Serpent cartlia. The serpent has bitten you, and it is gonna be a matter of time when you'll begin to swell. Swell. Proverbs chapter 23. This is what it says: Do not gaze at wine when it is red. How do you drink wine? Okay, so you do like that. Skies that wine when it is red. That's what it's called. Chilled beer. Afterwards, it becomes thrilled beer. Because it goes into your stomach. After that, it is billed beer. Because you have to pay the bill. And then you go on the road, you are killed by the beer. Chilled, thrilled, billed, killed. Kya baat So the bill has killed you. Killed you, literally. So kill bill, over the movie has happened in your life, huh? What has happened to it? When it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly, that's exactly what happens. All the forbidden things of God are very smooth. That is the reason why you don't have to be asked to pay attention. By default, you are you're distracted. <laughs> right? By default, you are distracted. No? What is default mode? Sleep mode. I Many of you, some of you are already sleeping in sleep mode. Hmm? <laughs> Default mode, sleep mode. What does it do? In the end, it bites like the what? the viper. And poisons like a snake. What happens because of that? Look at the consequences of this. Look at what it is. It's remarkable. In the NIV, it's beautiful. Look at what it says. Your eyes will see strange sights. This is not sightseeing, okay? Strange sights. And then what happens? Your mind will start to imagine confusing things. Why are people confused in this world? They do not know the difference between male and female. Very difficult. I I know it's very simple for me to identify. Male and female.
1: Apparently it's very difficult now. I don't know what I am. I can feel anything today. Hmm? Confusing things. You will be like one sleeping on the high seas, lying on the top
0: of the rigging. They hit me, you will say, but I'm not hurt. They beat me, but I don't feel anything. In other words, you've lost the sense of touch. You have no sense for sin anymore. You've lost it. You know why? Your eyes are seeing strange things. Your mind is imagining confusing things.
1: And what do you say? I want to wake up and find out. Another drink? What do you do? in the
0: Get up in the morning first thing, what do you do? (laughs) What do you do, what do you do, what do you do? Very important. Okay? The morning first thing what you do is very important. Okay? That is the reason why Romans chapter 1 verse 21 will say, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish heart was darkened. What did they do? They professed themselves to be wise and they became fools. And then what did, they, what did God do? Therefore God gave them over to uncleanness. In the lust of their flesh, of their hearts. To d- dishonor their bodies among themselves. And then what else did God do? For this reason God gave them over up to wild passions. For even the women exchange the natural use of what is against nature. Likewise also men leaving the natural use of the women burned in their lust for one another. And what, has, what happens with this lust? It will never satisfy. It will never satisfy. Ask
1: Solomon. How many, how many women? 900 women. 900. And it
0: says, even even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them up to, up to a what mind? A debased mind. This is exactly what has happened to a lot of people. Now they can't see the light of the
1: gospel in their lives.
0: You know why? Because they've been given over to a debased mind. They don't understand the serpent has bit them. They are under the wrath of God. The wrath of God has been has been declared against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. And what is the result? A debased mind.
1: A debased mind.
0: You know what? If God gives upon us, we are toast. Finished. It's over. Curtains for us. That is the reason why we should thank God for our church. Because this church has warned us, wandered us over and over and over and over again. Over the past 14 years. Kept you on the straight and narrow path. Serpents bite their people. So look at what it says in Second Corinthians chapter 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. That they should not see. So what is the solution for this problem? Solution for the serpent's venom to be taken out. And what is the wages of sin? Death. That is the reason why two things are for sure in this life. What is this? Death and taxes, otherwise interest on taxes. So your tax man will keep calling you. Okay, sir, 15th December, 15th December, pay your tax, pay your tax. I remember those those ads during those days, no? Why should I pay my taxes? Look, have you seen the infrastructure? Have you seen the schools? Have you seen the the hospitals? Why should I pay my taxes? And you know, the the punchline of that advertisement, you can make N number of excuses, but you know what is best, Pay, pay your taxes. Pay your
1: taxes. You have to pay. Payday is there. Either God pays or you pay. There's no (laughs) GP or phone pay.
0: Doesn't matter. No GP, no phone pay will work that day. Understand this. So the solution. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, what did they say? We have sinned. (laughs) Against? how, How did we sin? We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. You see, one of the things that you need to understand, relationships are very, very tough. Not easy. Going to God is easy. Going to Moses is not. What did I say? Ah, Going to God is easy. Going to the offended brother is not. That is the reason why, if you come with a gift on the gift through the altar, what should you do? First, leave your gift. And, 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 and what should you do? If, if, ah, if your brother has something against you. You know it. You have not asked for forgiveness. You have not settled the accounts with with your brother. Leave your gift. Reconcile to your brother and come back. Whether your brother is going to get reconciled with you is is up to the brother. (laughs) But you get reconciled to your brother. Very difficult, no? To say sorry? Very, very difficult to say sorry. You can do every other thing but to avoid the word sorry. Have you seen that? Women, I mean, wives will do a lot of good like this, like this, like this, like this. Take this food, take this thing, everything, eat nicely, but I will not say sorry. Sorry, no? One sorry. Very
1: difficult to say sorry.
0: Children, sorry, no. You do not know what what she did to me. What she did.
1: Very difficult to say sorry.
0: Look at what it says. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my fathers, and then verse 18, I will arise, go to my father, and I will say, what, what will I do? I will say, because I spoke against God, and I spoke against Moses. I have sinned. So, confess. And then what, what does it say? And the Lord said, okay, you confessed your sins, but he has to be what faithful and just who's going to take away the venom from the, from your system now? It's, it's flowing. You have to, you have to live. You're going to die. You know what he said? Make a bronze serpent. You know what? The, the shape of the blessing is exactly the shape of the curse. That is the reason why the Bible says, he who was without sin, what did he become? He became sin for us. He became a curse for us on the tree because he says, cursed is a man that hangs on a tree. tree," And what did he do? He tasted, I like this word. Next verse. Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 2. I love this verse. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that by the grace of God, he may what? Taste death for everybody. You know what tasting of death is, right? You have our, how much is there? I don't know how old people when they used to cook. I'll give you this example. You know how the old people during those days when they used to cook their food, the cook is, I mean the, the, the chicken is cooking in the, in the thing, in the pot. So you know how they taste the food? They take that small thing and they put it in their mouth. And what do they do? They suck on it for a while and after that, they swallow it. No, 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 no. They spit it out. Remember? I I remember my parents also used to do that. They eat that, they taste it, they do that and they spit it out. That's exactly what Jesus did. What did he do? He tasted that death for everybody. And what did he do after that? He spat it out on the third day. Spat it out on the third day. He tasted death for everybody because the wages of sin is death. And so he, by the grace of God, tasted death for all of us. He took the venom of the serpent upon himself. And as a result, what happens? Acts chapter 2, verse 22. It says, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. Him being delivered by the predetermined counsel, purpose and the foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified him, you have put to death. But whom? God raised up, having lose the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by death. So what did God do? What did Jesus do? He tasted death and on the third day, he spat it out for everybody. And as a result, if you believe in that, what happens to us? When Jesus rose, rose from the dead, what, what did he give us? Look at what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a living hope through the what? Resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So if you believe, very simple, believe on the cross and say, Lord, I sinned against you, I sinned against my brother, I sinned against my parents, I sinned against my pastor, I sinned against my brothers and sisters in the church, or whatever, I sinned against my friend, I take personal responsibility for my actions. You know what God says, if you confess your sin, I am faithful and I am also what? Just and the blood of Jesus will cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. And because he rose from the dead, God says, I will give you what we call as new birth. Now you can have eternal life. What, you can, what, you can, what can you have? You can have eternal life. You can live forever. You will never die because of the bite of the serpent. Because he took the bite of the serpent on the cross. You see that? So this morning, ask yourself this question. Lord, every time you come to the word of God and say, Lord, I take responsibility for my actions. Go over to this. For the very first time, if you are hearing. And say, Lord, I take personal responsibility for my action. I have sinned against you. And I have sinned against The people whom you placed in my life, I spoke against them. Lord, forgive my sin. Forgive my sin. And you know, it's very simple. Forgive my sin. Go and ask for forgiveness if you have to. And what happens in the process? God says, you will live. You will have eternal life. You will never, ever. You have already passed from what we call as death to life. Passed from death to life. So the first thing, what are we? In the new creation, we are a chosen generation now what has happened the moment we are born again what is the new person a new person has been birthed inside of us the new person which is born of the water born of the spirit which is born because of repentance and faith in jesus christ what has happened a new person has born again and that person will never die because he's born of the spirit and he's born of the word of god so what do what do we do then second thing the second aspect as i said you become what kings. And you become priests. Look at what it says in Revelation chapter 1. Look at powerful verse. I looked at it for the, I mean, read it several times, but I saw it for the first time. Look at what it says. John, this is Revelation chapter 1 verse 4 onwards. John, this, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead. And the ruler of the kings of the earth. He is the firstborn from the dead. And if we have been born again, we have also been raised together with Christ and been seated together with him where? In the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So what does, he, what does he make us? To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood. Because he washed us our sins. All the venom of the serpent was taken away. That which caused us to die, he took it away. And what has happened? Now he has made us what? Kings and priests to whom? To his God. To his God. He has made us what? Kings and priests to his God. That is the reason why in the new creation, you are a chosen generation. You are a kings and priests. His own special people, holy nation. Not a people, but uh, and seven things we looked at. We will really be looking at the fact that what? Now once we are a new creation, what we are? We are kings and priests to God. What are we? Kings and priests to God. First aspect we look at, we look at the fact that we are what? Priests. Very important. So what
1: do priests do? What do priests do? What do they do? Excuse me?
0: They offer something. Sacrifices. What do they do? They offer sacrifices. now because we are also priests. According, like like whom? We are like the priests, not of the old covenant order. We are of the priests of the new covenant order. Like Jesus Christ, we are the priests according to the new covenant. What are we? Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. So what did he do? The old covenant, they offered sacrifices. Who died in the sacrifice? They did not die. Nothing happened to them. (laughs) Nothing happened to the priest. The animal poor fellow had died. New covenant order is something totally different. The word for sacrifice is very interesting. You know what sacrifice means? Sacrifice means something which has been killed. That's what it means. You know, for, for us, what sacrifice is? I have two chocolates. You take one. That is sacrifice. That is not sacrifice. that is not sacrifice. I have two
1: chocolates. Thank you. Take both. That is sacrifice. See, That is the reason we call it. The, it's called the extra mile.
0: <laughs> that is sacrifice. Two chocolates. You take one. I'll take one. No, that is not. Choc- that is not sacrifice. You remember the Sunday school fellow who went to Sunday school, his mother gave him two, five rupee coins. Remember. Okay. The story of this guy who was going to Sunday school. Mother gave him two five rupee coins. This is for your chocolate. This is for the offering. And he was going and he was playing with the five rupee coin, one of the five rupee coins, and it fell into the gutter. And he said, ayo, ayo, that. There goes God's, God's coin. God's coin gone.
1: That is our sacrifice.
0: Our sacrifice. Something has to die. Sacrifice means something has to, look, it's very interesting. Something has to die. That means it has been killed. Die means it's never going to come back. That's what it means. How many of you have sacrificed many chickens? Has it ever come back? You want to make sure it is dead before you eat it, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Remember that, that thing, no? How when he, when he chops the chicken, one fellow will still keep uh, moving like this. Have you seen, gone, gone to the chicken shop? The leg keeps moving like that. And I said, "Kill that fellow, please! I don't want it to move on my marination table." You <laughs> see, you see, it keeps keeps moving. That is sacrifice. The pastor said was something very interesting. <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day, all the chickens were happy <laughs> because what?
1: Who died? The turkey died. So, for us to give thanks. Something has to die.
0: When the prodigal son came back, somebody died. Who died? The calf died? Yeah? The fatted calf died?
1: But There is no reconciliation without sacrifice, Baba. Understand that?
0: That is the reason why it says when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, they said, you know, see, touch my body. See, this thing doesn't have what? What does it not have? No blood. What happened to the blood? Every drop of blood was given away. He shed it on the cross for us. He poured his life completely. He did not even keep a single part of it for himself. So in the old covenant, somebody else died. In the new covenant, who dies? Ah, you die. Hebrews chapter 5. Look at how, what kind of a priest he was. Hebrews chapter 5, so also Christ did not glorify himself to become the high priest, but it was he who said, you are my son, today I have begotten you. How did he begot him? Through the resurrection from the dead, right? He was begotten, and he became the new man. The new Adamic race came forth because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And then he says, as he also says in another place, you are a what now? You are a priest to me forever according to the order of melchizedek now what is jesus doing now he died for us he paid the penalty for our sins he rose from the dead he's er er into the heaven and he's seated at the right hand of father and doing what now what is he doing interceding forever he was a priest forever so what kind of a priest are we in the new covenant we are the priest exactly like jesus Right? So how did he, how did he live out this priesthood when he was, when he was living on this earth? Hebrews chapter 5 will say. Who in the days of his flesh, when he offered up what? Prayers. And supplications. I'll tell you something, no? One of the most difficult thing to pray is, I mean, difficult offering to give, sacrifice to do is to pray. Right? One of the most difficult things. And that is the reason why his prayers, I mean, Monday morning prayer, very few people come, of course it's a working day, I understand. Everybody comes
1: for the word. Very few people come for the prayer. Very few people. I'll tell you something, no?
0: We used to have Wednesday service, uh, Sunday service during the days when Pastor James just started the fellowship. He said, every third Saturday, Those days, I think second Saturday, if I'm right, before the pastor's conference started. He said, every second second Saturday, we will have fasting and prayer. You know what he said? And the church will be built
1: by people who will come for the fasting and prayer. That's it. I'll tell you something, no? The
0: number of people who started coming for the fasting and prayer, initially, so much. After that, shrunk shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and shrunk few
1: people left. Prayer is a sacrifice. Fasting is a sacrifice.
0: Feasting you don't need to sacrifice. How many of you have sacrificed for feasting?
1: Supplications for others is a sacrifice. How with vehement cries and tears.
0: Not for and that. That is the reason why Hagar, why are you crying? Why are you crying, woman? He'll ask you. Living a life full of the fear of God is a sacrifice. And what happened? To learn obedience is a sacrifice because what is better? Obedience is better than sacrifice. That is the reason why in the new covenant, what are we called? Huh? living sacrifice. What kind of a sacrifice? Living sacrifice, a sacrifice, which is acceptable to God, which is a sacrifice, which is holy. And this is actually the minimum that you are supposed to do because the things that you obtain from God, great mercy, because of his great mercy, what has he caused? He has caused us to be born again. And what do we do? We become people who are priests. And what do people priests do? They offer sacrifices. What kind of sacrifices? Holy sacrifices, acceptable, acceptable sacrifices, and it is not out of great pain and burden. They say, you know what? I love you, Lord. This is the reasonable, this is the least I can do, do for you. The least that people can do for the Lord is, of course, coming to church on time.
1: Hmm? I'm, sorry, I'm honestly telling you. Very difficult. We have ev- See, for interview, we go on time.
0: How many of you missed an interview? You're before time. You're one day before the interview. If you have to go to some other place, right? You don't go on the interview day. How many of you went on interview day? I remember when I had to go to North India for my interview with my dad two days before. For interviews, we go on time, but for church. That is the reason why it says, no, this is what we call as by faith. What is it? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. By faith Abel, what did he do? He offered to God a more excellent sacrifice because it costed him. Prayer is a sacrifice. To get up in the morning and pray is a sacrifice. To sacrifice sleep is a sacrifice. I, I remember one man of God, if he has to, if he has to take somebody in his, uh, in his uh, mission trip and he has a car he drives them, all his co-workers in the mission trip, to the mission trip, and one thing he does, if anybody falls asleep, during the drive, two shots he will give. I said, never I want to go with such a man. Because once I went with Pastor James all the time, I was like, <laughs> when, the, when the airplane was moving, sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. I said, <laughs> we are like, we are
1: slaves of sleep. Slaves. Slaves of sleep.
0: And somebody has to come, a non-believer has to come and say, Awake or sleeper, who's that fellow?
1: Gets up in the morning and says, Allah! That fellow. He is up in the morning. Sri Venkata Chalapati is also up in the morning. But a Christian is not up. <laughs> Problem is, the Hindu gods have to wake up their gods.
0: And our god has to kya What an order. The sacrifice. A lot of people, oh my goodness, they are slaves of sleep. Slaves of sleep. Okay. When do you get up in the morning? Early in the morning, 6.30. 30. early morning, kaadana na. That is not early morning.
1: <laughs> Six thirty. You know what is early
0: morning? Now in the morning, haven't risen oh, a long while before daylight. That is morning. And what does body say? Or thoda sleep. You know, every time I sleep, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands, and your poverty will come like a prowler. And I get up. I say, My goodness, I should not become poor. What is the motive? I should not become poor is the motive for us. What did God get? Nothing. Not even one iota of money He made. But He still got up. This prayer is one of the most Difficult sacrifices, you know that? It's not easy to consistently pray. To consistently come to a prayer meeting. To consistently do it. I mean, for me, I can read the word, I can study, but prayer? Sacrifice? It's one of the most difficult. And what do priests do? What do
1: priests do? They pray.
0: Second sacrifice. How did he pray? With vehement cries and tears. Why? Because he did not want to sin. Right? He did not want to sin. He said, I don't want to sin, Lord. I know there are going to be tremendous temptations coming my way through the whole of this day. Lord, 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 grant me the power that I will overcome every situation and I will not sin. How do we pray? Have we wept for our sins? Blessed are those who? You know what? Tears is a sacrifice.
1: Tears is a sacrifice. Tears, because you have sinned against God, is a sacrifice. Repentance is a sacrifice. Look at
0: what it says in 51.17 of Psalm. Sacrifices of God are what? A broken and a contrite spirit. And he showed it through seven days of fasting. And before the presence of God. For his sin, he was mourning for his sin.
1: See that? This is a sacrifice which God is pleased with. Do we have this kind of a sacrifice? 2nd Kings chapter 22 says,
0: But as for the king of Judah, this is talking about Josiah, who sent you to the inquire of the Lord, in this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, concerning the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against the inhabitants, that they would come into desolation and a curse and you tore your clothes and wept before me. I also have what? Heard you. And why was God heard? Why was Jesus heard? He was heard because of his what?
1: Reverent submission. The sacrifice. Surely, therefore,
0: I will gather you to your fathers and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace and your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I was about to bring to this place. How do we hold back
1: the calamity of God in our generation? Prayer? Intersection? Sacrifice? Let's go to the next. Skipping a few. Then, see this.
0: Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5. Therefore, when he came to the, into the world, he said, sacrifice and offerings you do not desire. But a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I come in the volume of the book that is written, of, uh, written about me. To do your will, O God. To do the will of God is a sacrifice. That means what? Not my will, but yours be done is a sacrifice. That is the reason why 1st Samuel chapter 15 verse verse says Samuel said, verse 22 Has the Lord great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in what? Obeying. Obedience to the will of God is a sacrifice. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 This is 15, sorry. Therefore by him let us continually offer the what? The sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of the lips, giving thanks to His name. Let us raise our hands, let us raise up, let us sing with with a loud voice. That is what the worship leader does. Sacrifice. Psalm 107 verse 22. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. Sacrifice. Psalm 27 one thing have i desired of the lord that i will seek that i may dwell in the house of the lord all the days of my life and behold the beauty of the lord and to inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me upon a rock everybody likes that but look at what he says next verse and now shall mine head be lifted up above my enemies round about me therefore will i offer in his tabernacle what sacrifices of joy
1: Giving is a sacrifice, not taking. What is that? Giving. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 16.
0: But do not forget to do good and to share for with such what? Sacrifices. God is pleased. Okay, think about it, no? How many of us really, really work hard for giving? (laughs) Can you imagine? Why are you working hard? I want to go to my company. I want to quote to the best of my ability. I want to get the number one employer of this month so that I will have a bonus so that I can give away to the church.
1: Anybody? Anybody? I'm telling you honestly, think about these things, my dear brothers and sisters.
0: Because I'll tell you something, everybody wants to get get into the the ministry, and they will ask, "How much is the pay?" You know, I I remember this man of God, Edward Williams. Okay, Edward Williams. Okay, he went to this interview to CBN. You know CBN. How many of you know CBN? Christian Broadcasting Network, right? So he was being interviewed for this position in the, the in the in that organization, and after that he. He passed the interview. The final round there was there were two candidates left, him and another brother. So the last round was the I think what's his name? uh, Robertson, uh? Peter, 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 something, somebody, somebody's uh, Pat Pat Robertson, yeah, Pat Robertson's son was the was the one who 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 did the final round. And he asked Edward, he said, "What are you expecting? You know what expectations? No, HR round. What is your salary expectation?" 60% 60% hike, 75% hike, that's what we asked, right? 60% or more, 60% is great pastor. As if you are going to give that 60% away for, away to God, <laughs> you will keep it to yourself, I know very well. Huh? So, they asked him, uh, Edward, what are you expecting? He looked at him and I said, what do you mean by that? He said, yeah, what are you expecting from the company? I mean, what is your, you know what he said? Expectation? You know what you're giving me? You're giving me the opportunity to share the gospel with
1: the millions and millions of people. That itself is my pay. Pat Robertson was shocked. He said, you know what?
0: Let me tell you something. In my organization, for every five years, we take away the person who's who's in that particular chair. For But for you, you can continue in my organization as long as you want. You know what Paul says? You know what my salary is? The ability and the opportunity to freely
1: distribute and preach the gospel (laughs) is my salary. Is my salary. You know something that fires
0: me up? How do do I serve? I asked my Lord. I said, Lord, how do I serve?
1: What is my attitude? Is this my attitude when I come to the ministry? The opportunity to share the word, to give me this pulpit—that
0: itself is my salary. If I can, can I say it to my pastor? Now what we have to hang our heads in shame. <laughs> you see,
1: we all work.
0: That is the reason why you know what you—we ask, but we do not receive. You know why? Because we spend it upon our own what? Loss. Adulteresses and adulterers. Don't you know friendship with the world is enmity with God. Look at what it says in Ephesians chapter 4. Let him who stole steal no longer but rather let him labor working with his hands. What is good that he may have something to give the person who is in need. Is that our heart when we work? When we work in whatever company that we are working. Let me earn the money so that I will have the blessing to give away. You know what happens? You have that kind of an attitude. The blessing of Hannah will come upon your life. It doesn't matter who is the person who's who's preaching. Even Eli will say, by next year, by this time, you will have a child. You know why? Lord, if you give me a child, I'm going to give it back to you. Do you have the courage and the conviction to say that? Think about that, my dear brothers and sisters. Because you know what? We have—we are a people. I'm not talking about anybody in the church. Don't, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I'm talking about our own attitude. That is the reason why I was thinking about this message from the morning. I was saying, Lord, it's cutting me, Lord. Thinking about this. Think about this. We are actually leeches. We just suck. We don't give. And God says it is more blessed to give to receive. So what do priests do? What do priests do? Sacrifice. With such sacrifices, what is God? He is well pleased. And when he looks at that sacrifice and he looks at Vijay. Boy, what an attitude to serve. Sweet smelling offering. His message, even though it comes from a guilty accent,
1: it is fantastic. It's smelling nice now. You know why? Because there's a heart behind it.
0: A stunning statement in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 by Paul. You know what my salary is? To serve and freely give the
1: gospel to people is my salary. Kya bad? Kya bad? Mm-hmm.
0: That is sacrifice. That is the reason why he has the audacity and the courage and the conviction to say my life is what? Is being poured out like a drink offering now. And the crown is there waiting for me. Sacrifice, dear brothers. Priests of the new covenant. Priests of the old covenant, they sacrifice outside. Priests of the new covenant. The body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. This becomes the sacrifice now. He offered himself, it says. I remember Derek Prince talking about this Indian who came to church. You know, he was so convicted with the message. Okay. After he got the message, he said, I have to give something to God. So he brought his carpet and he put it on the altar and he said, Indian give carpet. Not in this Indian. Okay. American Indian, not our Indian. Okay. Don't get us wrong. Okay. <laughs> Indian give carpet. Then he said, he's still, 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 still not, uh, uh, still not enough. He took away his bow and his arrow in his, in his gun. He said, Indian give gun. He said, still not satisfied. Still not satisfied. He went outside, got his horse from the stable, and he put it on the altar. He said, Indian give horse. He said, still not satisfied. Still not satisfied. He went on the altar and he slept on the carpet. He said, Indian give Indian. Indian give Indian. And I would to God that he
1: was Indian. This Indian, not that, that Indian. <laughs> Indian give Indian. Priests. So first we looked at
0: new generation. Second, we looked at the fact that this new generation is a generation of what? Priests. a third thing, this new generation is a generation of? Kings? kings. When is this coming? When is this coming? Okay, let us see. We will talk about kings also now. today. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned, so what do kings do? They reign. Okay, thank you so much. Much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of the righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Everybody says, no?
1: What is this reigning, Baba? Are you a king? They asked him. Look at this question. Who's this?
0: John's Gospel chapter 18. Remember that Sunday school student who went, who drew the nativity scene? Yeah, the nativity scene was, somebody was driving an aeroplane. In that aeroplane was Joseph, Mary and baby Jesus. And they asked him, Joseph, Mary and baby Jesus okay. They're flying to Egypt because they said it, he flew to Egypt. No, the Bible say he flew to Egypt. So, so they said, okay, fine. Uh, Joseph, Mary and, uh, and uh, the, and the little baby flying to Egypt. Who's the fellow who's driving the pilot? Uh, who's driving the train? Oh, sorry. Who's driving the airplane? He said, it is Pontius the pilot. <laughs> Pontius the pilot. Okay, what Pontius pilot has to ask? Pilate entered the praetorium and again asked Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Are you the king? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. This is not of this world. This is not this kind of a kingdom you are talking about. Because that is the reason why when they forcefully wanted to make him king, what did he do? Ran. He said, no way. This kingdom is not for this. Different kind of a kingdom. Different kind of a kingdom. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight. <laughs> so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom, kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said, are you a king then?" Exactly. Then Jesus, sorry, this is Mark's gospel chapter 10. What kind of a king, right? Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee came to him saying, teacher, we want you to do, do this for us. Whatever we ask, we want. What is that you want to ask? What do you want me to do for you? They said, grant us. One on the left, one on the right. That's exactly what they saw on the cross.
1: What did they see? One on the left, one on the right. They ran for their life. You know what Jesus says? When the ten heard it, they
0: were also (laughs) very upset because they didn't ask first. Hmm? In India in India, no, they says there's a saying, Dasti. Hmm. Handkerchief. Hmm. That is my don't touch me now. Dasti <laughs> <laughs> I put my handkerchief, nobody touches the place now. Remember when you 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 are standing in the queue, some fellow will jump from the window and he'll put the dusty like that. And you fight through the crowd and you come and sh- you want to sit there. Hey, my dasti was there. That's exactly what they did. Hmm? They put the dasti. Everybody was upset. Look at what Jesus says. Jesus called them and called them to himself and said to them, you know that those who consider rulers over the Gentiles, lord it over them? And their great ones exercise authority over them? And yet it shall not be among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be what? Servant of Prime Mantri? is <laughs> not, who's sitting in the, Cabinet there, serving the people, that's what it means. And whoever you, of you desires to be first of all should be what? Slave of all? For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to what? But to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. You you see, this is the, this is the concept of a king in the Bible. So even, even when he established the kingdom of Israel, the kings of Israel are supposed to be different from the kings of the world. Remember, I'll show you this episode. This is first Kings chapter 12. This is after Solomon dies. Rehoboam went to Shechem for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. So it happened when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat heard it, he was still in Egypt for he had fled from the presence of the King Solomon and had been dwelling in Egypt. Uh, remember, Solomon also was not as good as, was, he was just like Saul, in other words. Yeah? That they sent and called him. Then Jeroboam and the, and the whole assembly of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam saying, what did they say? So he said to them, De- uh, become our servants. So we'll see a few servants. So he said to them, depart for three days, then come back to me. And the people departed. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father, Solomon, while he still lived. Who are these people? The elders who were actually people who knew David the father of solomon and he said how do you advise me to answer these people you know what they what i said and they spoke to him saying if you will be a servant of these people today and serve them and answer them and speak good words to them then they will be what servants forever <laughs> this is that is the reason why you are supposed to be king because that's exactly what they saw in david what did they see in David? A servant of everybody. Look at what it says in Psalm 78 about David, verse 70. He chose David his servant, took him from the sheepfolds, following the eaves that had young, he brought him to shepherd Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. That's how he shepherded. That's the reason why he says, Paul 1 Peter, first Peter chapter 5 says, Shepherd the flock of God. How? Not of, not by compulsion, but by willing. Willingness. Not, not for filthy lucre's sake, but what? Without any covetousness. Third thing, not as lords, but as servants, feeding the flock. That's exactly what David did. But he rejected the advice, First Kings chapter 12, verse 8. Which the elders had given them and consulted the young men who had grown up. And how do the young men have grown up? They have grown up in what we call as absolute prosperity. They don't know what it is to struggle for anything.
1: Struggle for anything. Hmm? And they stood
0: before him. Look at what it says. And he said to them, What advice do you give? Look at what they say. Then the young men who had grown up with him spoke to him saying, Thus you shall speak to this people who have spoken to you saying, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. Thus you shall say to them, My little finger, shall be thicker than my father's, what? Ah, that's what I told you. Did Solomon have a six-pack? Family pack. This is what Solomon did. Because those days, fatness means prosperity. prosperity, man. no manchiga In
1: Look at Solomon's lifestyle. He said, 12 tribes, nonsense. 12 tax districts. And what should I do? They should feed me. And you want to know what the one day ration of Solomon's household was? Do you want to know?
0: Solomon had 12 governors. Who provided food for the king and his household. Each one made provision for one month. So 12 months, 12 governors. Okay, twelve months, twelve governors, everybody feeding the king, and what is the king doing? Doing, enjoying six nine hundred women. That's what he's doing, and making palaces for them. Now Solomon's provision for what? Look at this: for one day, six, thirty cores of fine flour. I don't know whatever that measure is. Sixty cores of meal, ten fatted oxen, twenty oxen from the. Pastures and 100 sheep. Where is that mamsam going?
1: Where is that fellow going? Where is it going? To his family back.
0: What are you doing? Are you waging a war? No, 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 no. My father waged war. I am enjoying myself. Why was the anointing given to you? The anointing was given to me so that I will build the temple. Your father went through all this trouble, and he got this anointing. He made everything easy for you, and he gave you this fantastic start. And he said, "Build my temple, serve the Lord with loyalty and of sincerity of heart." What should you do with your anointing, Solomon? When you had all this, all this going well for you, what should have what you should have done? What you should have done? I shall I'll, I'll tell you. According to my heart, according to my heart, he should have actually denied himself. He should have denied himself. Where did you get this from? Your father did the same thing. The last time I remember your father doing something, when he went to the Amalekites and he brought back this loot, you know what he did? He distributed it to his people. And you, what you're doing, you're asking the people to give you to, to support your lavish lifestyle. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something. Give me to my give to my ministry because the Lord told me that I should have a private jet.
1: For what? For what? And you know what people do? They are like these governors who feed these people.
0: Who are looting them left, right and center. I'll tell you something. You'll know a man of God by his waist.
1: Whether he is waist or good. And that includes myself too. If he has given over to fasting, do you know Solomon Elijah?
0: Who was that man of God who met you? Oh, he had a camel's hair and a belt around his waist. That is Elijah. Elijah, boss, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah. I know Elijah. <laughs> Lifestyle of fasting. What was he given? What was given to him? Two meals a day. Do you think uh, crows bring a lot of food? Ah, hardly anything. How much can you put in a big baba? Tell me. Morning and evening, that's all. Two meals a day. You know what you should have done, Solomon? Your father worked hard. He had godly character. Everything was given to you. You should have practiced a lifestyle of fasting then feasting. Because you yourself wrote, right? Because if you are a gluttonous gluttonous consumer of meat, you know what's going to happen to you? You'll sleep. And what have you, what have you become? Twenty oxen from the pastures, one hundred sheep, besides deer, gazelles, rhubarb, sakalat jivarasulu. The entire, what is called, what is, what we call the forest was on his table.
1: The entire forest was on his table. Rhubarb. And what was he? A connoisseur of good food. And every meal, something fresh has to be given to him now.
0: And now, whereas my father put a yoke on you, what will happen to the son when he's looking at this life? This is what a king is, man. You know what a king is? My father had only family pack. I'm going to have double family. Understand? Understand? You know what Jesus has to say about John the Baptist? Those people are eating sumptuously and beautiful clothes they are wearing. You know where they are? They are in the king's palaces. What did you go into the wilderness to see? A man clothed in fine apparel? What did he eat? Locusts and wild honey. If you see Moses, man, he was fit. 120 years of his life he was fit. You know why he was fit like that? Because he was used to a lifestyle of fasting, not feasting. Everybody wanted to feast except except him. Everybody who feasted died. What what, what happened to them? Ah, they feasted and they died. Man who fasted, God had to kill him. He didn't die. (laughs) Very very instructive for us. You see. Understand this. What is the king supposed to do? He has to serve. You know how he's going to reign over people?
1: By denying himself like Jesus. By denying himself,
0: John's Gospel, chapter 13. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from his world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. My goodness, and how did he? G- How did he come? And supper being ended, the devil already having put into the heart of Judas his carried Simon's son to betray him. Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from the supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel, girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash. Man, this is a king. This is a king. This is a king who can serve people like this. You see what is a king? kingdom of priests and these are the kings who serve one day will reign with God. That is the reason why Paul has to tell the the, the, Corinthian church, you fellows you are fighting with one another, you are taking your brothers to to the court, are you not supposed to, people people are supposed to reign? Don't you know that we will be reigning angels?
1: We will be judging angels? What are you doing? Mm -hmm.
0: Then Peter, then he came to Simon Peter and said, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing, you will not understand what now, but later on you'll understand what I mean by this. That's exactly what you know what Simon Peter says. Oh, my dear brothers and sisters, elders in the church, shepherd the flock of God, because I know what my shepherd taught me. Don't lord over the, the Lord's flock, serve them. Serve them. You see, this is Christianity, my dear, my dear brothers. This is the new life. This is the new life. A life of sacrifice and service. What is it? Life of sacrifice and service. The life of a priest is a life of sacrifice. Life of a king is a life of what? Service.
1: A life of sacrifice. And a life of service.
0: Very difficult to say Amen. I know. This is the life of sacrifice and light of service. Amen. Nobody says. I know. Very difficult to say Amen. Okay, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 9. He says, be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one of you has received a gift, what should you do? Use it to serve one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability with God provides or supplies that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom be glory and dominion forever and ever. And God's people said, Amen. So what are the new creation? A person who will become a chosen generation. Why have we become a chosen generation? So that we, can be, we become two things. We become priests who sacrifice and kings who serve and not Lord. If you get this into our systems and say, Lord, make me this. You know what has happened? The gospel has made, started to make its effect in our life. Now we are beginning to believe that we are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Can we all stand up this morning? Stand up in the, stand up in the presence of the Lord. We are in the last day of, last Sabbath day of the 11th month. God has given us a promise that He is going to extend us. What is He, how is He going to extend us so that we can serve one another, right? That's what we, we can do we can do stretch us lord so that we can serve stretch us lord stretch my giving <laughs> stretch my hospitality stretch everything that i have no, there's no compulsion here okay don't go and do it do anything in the flesh no okay no don't do anything in the flesh this is not like some something which you suddenly get uh, uh, what do you say um, uh, agitated because you heard a word and then you do it one one day after that you're gone or then you fall into the pit because you have actually not got the message right this is something that has to be developed over a period of time in the presence of the Lord consistently. Start with little things. If he has to come home, husbands begin to serve your wives, wives begin to serve your husbands, children begin to serve your parents. Let it start there. In Telugu, there is a sametha. Inta gelchi, In mothers, that means you win in your house first and then you can win in your church. Right? Start there. Begin to serve your home. Begin to serve your mother and father. Begin to serve. Slowly, slowly extend it and say, Lord, let my home become a home. That is the reason why he says an elder has to be a lover of hospitality. What is that? Lover of hospitality. Oh, this is home. Can you imagine lover of hospitality? Hospitality, okay, but lover <laughs> of hospitality? Very difficult. See, this is what Christianity is. We are people who are supposed to sacrifice and we are a people who are supposed to serve. And you can hold me accountable <laughs> for every word that I say. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you, Father, this morning. Lord, we've come to the end of this 11th month and Lord, 12 months. 11 months, 12th month, we're going to enter into the last one-twelfth of this year. 33 days left. And you still have given us a promise and it still holds that you will enlarge our territory. But this mo- this morning, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would enlarge our heart. Because it's impossible to, for us to enlarge our territory without you enlarging our heart, oh Lord.
1: Enlarge our heart so that we will rejoice In the success of our brother. We will serve
0: the brother. So that they can succeed. Because you came to us. To serve us. So that we can succeed. You sacrificed yourself. And you served us. And I pray Lord Jesus. That you will find in this congregation. a Bunch of young people. And older people. Who have been gripped. By this message.
1: In their heart and they say, Lord, let me be a person who sacrifices and who serves. Think about that, Lord. Enable us to think think on those things, Lord. Thank
0: you, Father, once again for this day. Lord, challenge us to live out this new creation. Let this not be a tradition anymore, O oh Lord. Christmas, let it not be a tradition. Let it be, O oh Lord, a genuine, genuine, genuine celebration in our heart. And not just this month, but all the days of our lives. Thank you, Father. Once again, commit all of us into your hands, your people. Bless us, O oh Lord Jesus, in our goings out and in our comings in. Grant us, O oh Lord, the grace to love you and to walk with you and to fulfill your commission in our lives, O oh Lord, specific and the general. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with each one of us. In Jesus'
1: name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week and a blessed time of fellowship.